0: Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and welcome to my podcast. Today's November 27th of 2023. This is Q&A number 172. This uh, podcast is made for my Facebook virtual coaching group, which has been going for over three years now, with over 300 people signing up and uh, 26 states and two international. So, I hope everybody had an awesome Thanksgiving and um i absolutely enjoyed my weekend and i hope everybody did theirs as well and um i wanted to say that uh i think it's important that um we take little breaks for ourselves and have balance in life and um i just i really feel like i want to share a little story with you guys um this week's uh topic is going to be about having a a winning mindset and um and how to get that and i really noticed a lot of you that went to the turkey run this weekend in ocala florida at the world equestrian center um you didn't your expectations your nerves beforehand were out of control and then your expectations uh you were very disappointed in yourself and um and i want you to realize super shows and new arenas is definitely a seasoning process um, mental game's a big thing if you start getting yourself worked up beforehand um, that's not you know gonna help you at all um, you need to treat it more like a jackpot it's kind of like being a big fish in a small pond versus a small fish in a big pond and um, the more you go to super shows and rodeos they'll start to feel just like jackpots but um, Mentally, you're not going to just start off doing as well and you have to be very patient um, When you when you go from jackpots to super shows So for instance, if you're running 1d in MBHA district shows You're possibly going to be 2d or 3d at big super shows one depending on Just a pure number of competition and horses there and two on how your horse handles that arena or ground condition so you You want to set a personal best maybe for the arena but not necessarily comparing yourself to others Um, and you might your personal best you should find a win in every run and your personal best might just be having a calm confident horse that goes out there and has a smooth pretty run and then you can always build off of that Um, you know it it isn't something that you have to go and you know clock 1d or 2d or 3d so often um, you'll see it and a good example of that is uh, uh, Carly Oat, um, Carly, I'm sorry, messing up her last name, but from Texas, um, she used to be Carly Pierce, and, um, she, she would run 1D, I believe, there last year, but she did again this year, but a horse that didn't was Monster. Monster, I believe, was 1D almost all last year, and he won the 2D this year, uh, in the big, uh, american qualifier the slot race the pumpkin pie stuff all that um and then of course angie hammock has a nice horse and and he runs a lot of 1d around here as well but he was 3d so those are just two examples of horses that are usually 1d and ended up being 2d or 3d just because of the way they handled the arena or the ground that particular day so it's not um you know could it have been mental maybe could it have been just you know how they handled the ground i saw their runs and Uh, They did seem to bog down in the ground a little bit more than the horses that ran on top of the ground versus horses that got in the ground. Um, So it just, you know, little factors can make a difference. Um, You know, you'd have to ask them what they thought they lost time. But but, you know, just little things like that can make a huge difference. So so basically you would have to um, realize that, you know, if you're confident at jackpots, you just have to be patient and realize it's a seasoning process. Um, And with everything, you have to be kind to yourself. Um, Barrel racers, and that's what the topic today is about, a winning mindset. We're going to talk about most barrel racers being a type A perfectionist versus letting your hair down and having some fun. Um, So anyways, we're going to talk about that and other factors that can cause us maybe scared of change or new things, all of those things that can cause us to have mental anxiety. but before I do that, I want to tell you that I'm thinking about going back to live Q&A's in the group instead of the podcast. And the reason why is because I'm, I'm not sure. I liked having the podcast because everything's in one place. Um, but the live q and I know everybody has access to it. That is a member where the podcast. I'm not sure if any of you are having trouble going to Spotify and being able to listen to my podcast. So I'm going to put a poll in the group and let you choose if you want me to continue with podcasts. Or do it as a live Q and A. Now you won't won't have to tune in when I do the live Q and A. You can watch it at your convenience. And if you can't find it, you can always search the group for Q and A. You know, on November twenty seventh or whatever, and um, it should pop up for you. Or you can ask me, and I can tag you in it as well. Um, let's see here. Um, so before I get into the topic and the Q and do want to talk about. Um, This is the last week for November's personal best. So if you had a personal best and you're not on the list, please let me know for the drawing. I posted that in the group with the Monday um, celebrations. And also, um, it's the last week for the D pattern challenge. If you did the D pattern and sent it to me, you get entered in that drawing. And again, for both drawings, you can win a free month in the group. Or the D pattern is um, aromatherapy essential oils. Uh, And then the, the personal best is some other prizes as well. And that's all posted in the group Um, and then let's see for December challenges I'm going to talk about that today we're gonna be really getting into the 2024 goal and mindset um, as a uh, for your mindset challenge and for skill we're gonna really um, I'm gonna suggest that many of you go to the members only website and try to watch all the videos in there just start at the bottom work your way up start at the top and work your way down but I'd love to see you watch all the videos and really get back to basics for you and your horse so that that way you're tuned up and and mentally, physically, you and your horses are ready for 2024. So the NFR is coming up. I think that's what, maybe a week, a week and a half away. So that's awesome. Um, Excited about that. We will have the um, fantasy NFR teams again this year to win a free month in the group. And I'm gonna go ahead and um, post that in the group very soon. With all the contestants, and let you pick your your NFR horse and rider team you want to be on. And let me see here. Um, one thing I do want to say in the 30 plus years I've been doing this, I've seen many people quit at barrel racing because of being that type A perfectionist. It just gets so hard; they just hard on themselves. They end up quitting. But I can tell you this: if it's in your blood and you're passionate about it. You have to take the good with the bad, just like in life, and don't quit. Take a break if you need to, but don't quit. And speaking of breaks, um, I was doing so many clinics and so many lessons and so many videos that I was actually dreaming about coaching people. And I knew I needed a mental break this weekend, so I met with a friend and we trail rode. And um, that was awesome. Just no, no thinking about videos or barrels or anything like that. And we just went for a nice trail ride rocky was really good and and she and i were talking about that person who uh can be really hard on themselves versus a person that will let their hair down and just have some fun so so that's um something i'm going to be discussing today but also um also when i went uh, to turkey run i didn't necessarily go to critique barrel races or coach i just went to go meet an old friend she's like a daughter to me i coached her since she was in junior high and she's married and has a baby now, she's my son's age. It was the first time I got to meet her baby who is now six months old. Um, she lives down where I used to live and um, and you know life just goes fast and you get away from seeing family and friends and uh, Dalton's coming next week with his fiance so I'm excited about that and um, it's just you know it's that time of year where you just really want to value and appreciate your family, your friends, all of that. So. Which you should all year round, but especially this time of year, we all get a little bit more sentimental and um, and such. So, but going on that um, trail ride and then going just to hang out and walk through the vendors and see the Christmas decorations and and all of that and admire the World's Equestrian Center, how pretty the barns are and the the uh, the, the the whole area, the arenas and and um, all of that. And it's just a really nice day off for those two days and I really needed it as a mental break. So so if you feel yourself feeling overwhelmed, take a break, go on a trail ride, take a break, maybe just do whatever it is that makes you happy and and then get back at it, but don't quit. So um, let me see here. I will be doing the drawings on December 1st. Let me see if I have anything else I wanted to talk about as far as reminders. Um, Let's see here. I would just suggest that you go into the members only website and really start thinking about watching all those videos there's so much there's like 200 videos now and i'm adding new ones every month now that i'm back in the saddle and doing more lessons so i can do more videos now um let's see q a um let's start with the q a so the question is um how often do i get chiropractic work on my horses when i was competing and honestly, I did it every time my farrier came. So my horses were generally on a five-week schedule in the hot months and sometimes six weeks in the cold months, the daylight savings months, but just depend on how they were growing. So generally, chiropractic for not only my horse, but also myself, I would get chiro and massage or, or um, orthobionomy, all that kind of stuff done on the, uh, on the same schedule of my horse's feet. So every five weeks, pretty much, Um, I use two different holistic practitioners for me and my horses and um, also my farrier really matters, your equine dentist matters. So if you're not getting the results that you feel you should, definitely don't be afraid of a second opinion with your veterinarian and farrier, all of that, because you know, there's definitely different qualities out there. You guys know that just by when you go to a chiropractor or a dentist or anything like that. so it's the same for your horse, so definitely that's what I would do there. Um, let's see, the next question was about comparing yourself um, against others. Um, yeah, it's, you know, that that can definitely get you down. That's why I think social media and Facebook can be a danger to young people or anybody because we always think we should look a certain way or act a certain way or be as successful as someone else and it can start to wear on you. So. Um, I think you need to stay in your lane, stay focused on what you need to work on and just compete against yourself. So that's what my advice there would be. Um, Next question is about um, what the riding with heart um, meaning, uh, how it came to be. Um, That is uh, many, many, many years ago. uh, I saw things in the 90s in Colorado uh, that I didn't like in our horse industry. Um, so I felt like Ride With Heart meant to always put the horse first. And by that, I mean, um, you know, secondary, it was giving 100% inside and outside the arena. But putting the horse first, meaning the care, keeping up on their dental, their farrier, their vet, the Cairo. Um, a lot of people wait till they have a problem to have someone out when it really should be preventative. The best hay you can find, you'd be surprised how many things... I don't ever have to see the knock on wood when my competition years. I don't want to have to see the vet or the, you know, I I do maintenance. I I would rather see the holistic practitioner than the performance vet. Um, So I would try to feed quality hay, keep my horses on a really good schedule to keep them physically fit. Um, and that schedule would not just be arena work, but mostly trail riding out in the 500 acres of cow pasture. So just mind free, but keeping them supple and soft and and listening. And just spending time with your horse, grooming them and stretching them. Um, those things can really give you time to connect with your horse and make sure that they feel good. When you're grooming your horse, you can feel if their hooves feel hot. You can feel if there's any swelling in their legs, if there's any tight muscles throughout their body, um, if they're reactive anywhere, what their overall attitude is, if they're, you know, in a pissy mood or if they're relaxed and, and, um, you know, enjoy being with you, Um, the way that they let you catch them in the pasture, all of those things are factors of how your horses, your care with your horse, how they're feeling about things. So just taking that time to spend time with them and relax with them or trail ride with them, those are all really important things. So that's where Ride With Heart came from, Um, putting the horse first, you know, and then of course having a heart where you're gritty and you give it 100% inside and outside the arena. So next question, um, how would I know if a push horse or a free runner is best for me? Um, You really have to ask yourself, you know, what, um, how do I like to ride? Do I like to ride quiet and calm with a free running horse that maybe hunts in terms of barrel? Or do I like to really ride assertive because my adrenaline gets up and I want to really sit up and kick and, and ride? Um, you know, I always enjoyed being able to really ride a horse to be assertive um, and, and really drive one because it's more exciting and fun um, versus a horse you have to sit quiet and be like, whoa, here, whoa, here, whoa, here. You know it just isn't as much fun as the one you can really drive you know so so again you have to know what you you like and go out go for that kind of horse um, I think that's you know a, a factor um, if you you know how you like a horse in the alleyway you know if you can handle one that's a little hot or if you like one that's really quiet um, you know if you can handle a rollback style horse versus a four-wheel drive a stiffer horse versus a, a more of a supple horse know all those things play a a factor in how you ride maybe a a more fractious horse you know maybe you can't handle a horse that's a little emotional you need one that's just chilled out about everything Um, so you really need to analyze yourself as a rider as a trainer I didn't have an option I had to learn to become what that horse needed Um, and you know and all of my horses are so different they all needed different from me So I think it's important that you actually learn how to do them all. In order to be the best horseman you can, you should try to learn to be the best you can for every horse that you learn or get to ride or be a part of. So so, um, let's see here. I did wanna, um, let's see, next question, here we go. Okay, um, I think I already discussed that yeah so so also i want to talk about at the turkey run um the white walls and all those black banners really made a difference on the horses uh, as well did the ground and mental game so those of you that went to it um just realize that every time you go you're going to get better you just have to make notes in your uh, barrel racing log and um and say okay in this kind of ground or this kind of walls and set up This is what I need or, you know, that's a very loud venue. It's a very big building, lots of, you know, spectators and all of that. So, you know, it's just a different feel to it. So just be patient and make a lot of notes in your journal, mental notes, uh, physical notes, your pre-run routine, your thoughts on the pattern. Just make a ton of notes. The only way you get better at things is by analyzing what went well, what could have went better and making adjustments. So the topic today is the type A perfectionist um, and having a winning mindset. So uh, many barrel racers, myself included, um, I've gotten better as I've gotten older and I'm coaching now and not competing as much, but when I was competing in training, I had to watch my type A versus my type B. Um, a type A personality is very competitive. They're very goal driven. They can often have 10 things on their mind at once, which most women do that anyways. Um, They can get bored once they meet a goal and they wanna move on to the next thing. They can be extremely hard on themselves, very impatient. They can be a perfectionist, even OCD a little. Um, They can be one that worries about what others think and what people think of them. Uh, So type B um, people, uh, well, let me finish on the type A They can also be very outgoing They can be um, a workaholic They can be very ambitious But also very anxious um, And they, they usually are aggressive Sometimes controlling And usually very um, high achievers So a lot of those things are good things You know, because it gives You know, that's where passion, purpose, goals, driven those things come from but then again it can be what also can undo you mentally because you're pushing yourself so hard uh, and you'll burn out you will totally burn out and i went through moments of that where i would burn out whether it was training or competing or both and um, balance is really important and people say oh you can't have balance but i think you have to try to find to have have balance or you will burn out Um, a perfect example is that it's like a clinton anderson type He's pretty intense, you know, and, you know, working 16 hour days, six, seven days a week. I mean, you know, that's pretty intense. Most people don't do that. Um, You know, having a ranch that looks like a golf course, you know, those things, uh, you know, and always going 100% um, high end on everything and, you know, and and the prices to follow that. I mean, those are all pretty intense things. You've all probably seen his podcast by now. versus someone who's more type B. Type B people are usually more easygoing. They're more relaxed. They're usually more flexible with their schedules. And I think um, they're generally happier people and they're not as hard on themselves. Um, You know, they're a little bit more chill about, you know, finding their pluses and and a little bit more relaxed that, you know, we'll get there when we get there. As far as, you know, our goals and stuff, they're not as calendar Oriented as much as letting things just kind of flow and and all that. So I think those things are important Um, So when you break all that down though, how does that affect us as a barrel racer and and the changes that might need to happen Um, number one for for type a people change can be scary for me um, pivoting my business was scary getting my hip surgery was scary Uh, Going through my divorce after being with someone from the time I was 23 years old till I was 49 years old my entire life pretty much Um, Those were all scary moving, you know several times from California to Colorado to Louisiana to Florida uh, And then from Groveland to Keystone Heights. All of those things can be scary for um, Type A's because you lose some of that control and you don't know what's happening next um you know and and you know trusting people and moving forward and and all that you know with with your future all those things can be hard for type a's um number two is being present and just enjoying the moment um that can be very hard for a type a and it's something that you know like the change those changes turned out to be awesome for me was i scared beforehand of my surgery yeah My son was there with me. I cried a little beforehand. I was worried, but now look at me, I'm riding my horse, no pain. So, but I'd never had surgery before. So it seems kind of scary to be put under anesthesia and not know if if the surgeons would do a good job or botch it or whatever. You know, those are just things you have to pray on and say, okay, I'm gonna trust that this is what needs to have happen. Um, Just like giving up training horses and being a coach full time with lessons clinics and virtual coaching those are all big changes so um, being present enjoying the moment that's hard for type A's because you don't know how to relax you're always like I got another horse to ride I got to clean the house I got to go shopping I got to you know you know compete every weekend instead of just have a day that you just you know chill out or whatever so so being present enjoying the moment that you're in um, instead of worrying about ten different things you have to do that's very important Um, number three allowing yourself to have fun and be okay with it might be messy you know it might not look good in competition but so what it's you're either learning or winning and you're seasoning and, and you don't have to be accountable to anybody else you know you just have to realize hey this is my money my life this is my choice to do this and and um, and I don't care I'm gonna go out there I'm gonna have fun and that's a win if you entered and you've never entered before that's a win. If you've entered a big event and you've only gone to small events, that is a win. That's being brave. You know, it's like the Theodore Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt. Easy for me to say. Um, the arena uh, quote that he has about, you know, it doesn't matter the person that's not in the arena, right? Getting dirty and doing it so. Um, so anyways, that, you know, that comes to mind with that. So, you know, allowing yourself to be that way. And then the fourth thing is do it for yourself and not worry about how it's going to look to others. Um, as a kid, I did, I was like that. My mom would take us to Kmart and I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be like, mom, why do we have to go to Kmart? And, um, <laughs> and also, you know, when she dropped me off at school, we were in an old, ugly, green Chevy pickup truck. And then when we go to barrel races, we had a old wiggle wobble stock trailer that made as much noise coming in as anything. Um, you know, cheap saddles, cheap horses, you know, and you you would pull up next to rich people with rich rigs and fancy horses, fancy saddles. And, you know, as a kid, that stuff all makes you feel different. And, um, and I see it now with, with my students. And I don't care, like I said before, if my kids are on a $500 horse and a $200 saddle, Or if they're on a $20,000 horse and a $3,000 saddle, I treat every kid the same because I've been that kid that didn't have anything. You know, when I could finally buy uh, higher quality prospects and have nicer saddles and nicer rigs, you know, I felt very grateful to be in that position. But, you know, it doesn't mean you have to have that to be successful. So, um, you know, look at Scamper. (laughs) He was. He was a horse that came out of the cow pen, you know, look at bozo. He wasn't much either. You know, they tried to sell him cheap. So those are horses that went on to be NFR champions. Um, So, so that's something I want you to think about. And then number five, um, learn to see all the gifts that God has given you. Learn to do it for yourself and no other person. Um, Have your own set of principles and values um, that are yours and yours alone. So, and for some of you, it might just be telling yourself, you know what? It's okay to be messy. It's okay to let my hair down and have fun today. And we'll just learn from it and go on to the next one and just enjoy today for what it is. And um and that's what I'd love to see everyone because I always used to say when I was barrel racing, it's better to be a bad day of barrel racing and on a horse than a a bad day of barrel racing and being on a horse is still better than a good day not on a horse. So keep that in mind. Um, and then number six, um, you know, steps for your mental game is important. In the beginning, I highly recommend trying to be a big fish in a small pond. And that might be starting out at speed shows that might be starting out little $20, $30 jackpots, um, places where you can build your confidence, you know, maybe places where there's only, you know, 20, 30 entries versus 200 or 300. Um, And then also be aware that your horsepower is going to limit you. Um, Obviously, some horses have the motor and the athletic ability in mind to be 1D and other horses may only have 3D or 4D potential. Um, You know, and mind you, a a better rider or a better horse um, you know, can definitely clocky that's why you don't want to compare yourself to others um, it doesn't matter if a trainer can get on and make your horse 1d if your goal is to to barrel race and enjoy your horse and you're 3d just be happy with that um, you don't have to feel like you you have to run as fast as the other person did on your horse so um, but if your goals are to get to the 1d 2d then you may need to step up for your horsepower Um, again everybody has different goals so I would say give a horse um, four years and this is you know this is a little bit I'll explain why four years um, to really see if a team is going to work the horse is going to need at least two solid years of basics and barrels so let's say one year is really spent on foundation and um, getting that horse with fancy buttons and and just a super soft and supple horse with a really solid foundation and then one year is going to be teaching them the pattern and hauling for exhibition and exposure and then another two years is going to be their novice year their first year of competition whether it's maturity or novice year and then their open year and then by that end of that four years and you may not have had to do it all you may only have them for one or two years but but somebody and that's why horse prices are so expensive. gonna have to put four years into this horse to know if they're gonna be that horse of that caliber that you want Um, just realize that seasoning absolutely takes time and I would absolutely start at small jackpots before I threw my horse to super shows or rodeos just because of the more intensity and adversity of those venues so keep that in mind Um, number seven um, the, um, the, if you think about uh, a horse in a pasture or uh, God with people, I think it's similar in some ways. If you think about how a horse will come to you for treats, uh, because it's an easy life, but yet if you hook up the trailer, your horse runs to the back of the pasture, um sometimes i think people want everything to be fun or easy just like a horse would rather it be fun or easy feed me or let me eat grass in the pasture versus uh, put me in that trailer and make me go work for a living Uh, and god's plan is not always easy either but it's definitely worth it and i say this to you just to remind you that nothing worthwhile is easy so when you feel frustrated just realize um, it's a process to trust your journey, and um, and you know consider that. Um, I often think of a day worker's horse versus a barrel horse. Uh, I've, I've worked cows with cowboys before, and their horses are saddled from the sun up to sundown, sometimes even longer. And my barrel horses got ridden for maybe an hour a day. <laughs> so when I go work hor- work cows with them, my son and I whenever we stopped at a pond for water my horses played in it their horses drank like there was no water coming for another day and it probably was true for them they may not get watered again till they got home uh, so they sat and they drank while my horses dinked around um, and and also when we stopped to work cows they didn't even have to tie their horses they would just go separate cattle in the chutes and the horses would just stand there quietly on a, a ground tie Or maybe eat some grass where they're at because it might be the only meal they get for a long time my horses had to be tighter they would have run off so so you know you think about that and um, the type A and the type B personalities um, you know our barrel horses have it pretty dang easy and um, compared to a day workers horse so so when I think of God's plan it may not always be easy to do the right thing or to stick with the program but it is um, definitely gonna be worth it. So it's the same thing with your barrel racing. Don't feel frustrated, just be happy in the moment and, um, and just keep working and it, you'll get there. So um, there are many gifts that we all have and being humble and patient with your horse and yourself um, like God is with us. Could you imagine if God judged us as hard as we judge ourselves? Um, So be humble, be patient with your horse and yourself, and and it will happen. So um, I'm going to go ahead and close now. And with my close, I want to go ahead and say um, it's all about perspective, Um, earthly worries or uh, you know heaven's plan for us you just have to trust that process and know there is a plan Um, nothing is impossible when you try just keep your faith and keep trying Um, nothing like I said earlier uh, nothing worthwhile is easy definitely count your blessings every day don't be afraid to just let things be messy and let your hair down and have fun and know your why God gave each and every one of us a purpose and a passion, and I do think you should follow it. And um, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, ride with heart and God bless.